Hindus or the Vedas, right? They have the chakra system in common. The Hopis at the beginning just saw this this um, formless infinite, kind of which reminds me of the uh, the Hindu formless, attributeless, impersonal Brahman. The other issue is where did the Hopi come from? They came from the West. They island hopped their way here across the Pacific in boats. They landed in Central America. There is no land bridge involved with the Hopis, and they are the first people to come here. We now have research that kind of is indicating a maritime Vedic culture in South India that dates back at least to 10,000 B.C., if not closer to 20, 30, or 40,000 B.C. Could the Hopi you know, have originally come from Mu, Sri Lanka, India, Southeast Asia. The other thing is the third world conflict they describe between the great civilizations. Could they have been talking about Mu and Atlantis? Finally, I know some of you out there are worried about a pole shift. Well, I got news for you. That's what ended the second world. We've already had a pole shift. Why not another one? The other thing that I want to mention is one of the key Hopi prophecies says that as the fourth world is ending and we move toward the fifth world, you will see the reemergence of species that have gone extinct, meaning species from the first world, the second world, the third world are going to start to reemerge, and I do believe we're already starting to see that happen. Extinct species are coming back. So as we kind of fight our way through and worry about today's problems, I would argue that the uh, Hopi, their way of thinking, their worldview is actually very relevant to today and in in many ways is way more useful than some of the dominant religions and spiritualities that have been thrust upon us on this continent over the last five centuries. That's Renegade Solutions. This is Ali on uh, WCBN 88.3. And... uh, See you next week. Welcome to Graffiti Land. All the rides are in your head. The ticket is what is thought and what is said. Pandora's box, a box of chocolates Would I know To stay away What's that? Pandora's box, a box of chocolates Would I eat them anyway? Cause every time I have half a mind to leave you, babe That means I have half a mind to stay Yeah, this is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor, and it's Pandora's Lunchbox, a show about food. Welcome. It's just a few mere minutes after 6.30, and today, actually, we're going to deviate a bit from the show about food. What it's going to be is a show about something that could be food, but has exercised its own will and has allowed itself not to be food. Of course, you know what I'm talking about. That would be cows. They would be cows. That's what they cows would be. This is a show dedicated to all the cows that got away, the cows that ran away with the spoon or whatever the mixed metaphors are. Pandora's Lunchbox right now. It's time to celebrate, cows. I'm going to 
Knowing that which those stone foresees the bone, the bone, our only home is bone. Our only home is bone. And so I'm going down the cow, down the cow, the friends of me. Lives beneath the ocean, that's where I will be beneath the waves. The waves, and that's where I will be. I'm gonna see the cow beneath the Perhaps one of the greatest songs ever about cows that escaped, that's Cowtown by They Might Be Giants, about the cow beneath the sea, hanging out there in the octopus's garden, that's right. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, a show about food, or in this case, food that will not be, because there have been so many cows through history that have escaped, got away from their constraints, and we're going to talk about that today in Pandora's Lunchbox. Here's an item from the Associated Press from last week. I just wanted to point out that last week was a good week for cows. Let me say this again. Last week was a good week for cows. This item from the Associated Press in Cincinnati. A cow that eluded officials in Cincinnati for 10 days after it escaped from a meatpacking plant is off to greener pastures. The cow will go to one of artist Peter Max's animal sanctuaries, probably a 175-acre spread in Watkins Glen, New York. In exchange, Max will donate paintings expected to fetch $180,000 to help in the expansion of the Hamilton County Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. Harold Dates, general manager of the society, says Peter Max was impressed by the caring way the cow's capture was handled. And listen to this very carefully. This is something that we can all learn from. The cow escaped from the meatpacking plant last month by jumping a six-foot fence. The cow jumped a six-foot fence. So I suppose if it can jump over the moon, it can jump a six-foot fence. Animal welfare officials shot the animal with a tranquilizer near a corral area that was set up with cows brought in to lure the runaway. They brought in cows to lure the runaway. And now the cow's going to live happily on Peter Max's animal sanctuary. And what a colorful place that ought to be with Peter Max designing it. Can't you imagine? This is WCBN, and it's a show today about the cows that got away, including... Elvis Presley. Let's get real, real gone for a change. Well, I woke up this morning and I looked out the door. I can tell that old milk cow. I can tell the way she's low. Now, if you will see my milk cow, keep it around from home home. I had no milk and butter since I had been gone. I tried to reach you right Day by day Get out your little prayer book Get out on your knees Pray for you going to need You're going to need your love And daddy's help someday But you're going to be sorry Treating me this way Oh, let's milk it Good, 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 good. 
Presley and the Milk Cow Blues Boogie. And this is WCBN FM in Arbor. It's Pandora's Lunchbox, a show about food. And today we're celebrating the cows that got away. If you went to Chicago, Chicago, a couple of years ago, there were cows all over the place decorated in different styles, ceramic cows with different designs. And those cows have now gone away. There's cows getting away everywhere. If you look around you and you look very closely at your surroundings, you may see cows, and I'd be very concerned about that. But actually... It's a happy thing, and the cows may in fact be dancing to music much like this. No, seriously, they will. They'll be dancing to music just like this. Got another very happy item for cows out there that are running away. Those of you cows listening on your... your uh, what are they, lowmans? What do cows do? Low, they walk, the, cl- the cow walkmans. This is an item here, Sioux City Stockyards Closing in Sioux City, Iowa. This actually closed last week. This is an item from the Associated Press, Thursday, March 28th, and good news for cows everywhere. For more than a century, farmers and ranchers across the West and the Midwest sent their steers and hogs to the vast, noisy, foul-smelling maze of wooden pens in the auction lots of Sioux City. Last Thursday, that's on Thursday, that long history ends with a final livestock auction. The Sioux City stockyards are closing, a victim of advances in shipping and a changed farm economy. What remains of the stockyards is to be torn down to make room for a Home Depot. In the early days, livestock was sold at markets such as Sioux City near the farms that raised the animals and was slaughtered at meatpacking plants nearby. Railroads then carried the meat to cities in the east. But the stockyards of Omaha, Nebraska closed in 1999, Chicago's Union stockyards closed in 1971, and the South St. Paul, Minnesota stockyards that once spanned some 300 acres are down to just one livestock company on 25 acres. Bruce Compton, a 77-year-old livestock buyer who began working at the stockyards in Sioux City in 1942, vividly recalls his first day on the job. It was a vibrant business then, he said. The day I started, they had three... Thir- they, hold on a second, let me adjust my glasses. They had 33,000 cattle, 40,000 hogs, and 25,000 sheep. It was a going boomer then... It was a going boomer then. A truer word was never said, and you cows out there know exactly what I'm talking about. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, a show about cows and cows that are not food. Yeah, that's right. Here's Tennessee Ernie Ford with a little more. I got to milk them in the morning, feed them. Milk them in the evening, blue. This old barnyard heifer got me blue down to my shoes. 
I get up every morning for anything stirs. I get smacked with a tail full of cuckleburs. I got to milk them in the morning, feed them. Milk them in the evening blues. I got to milk them in the morning, feed them. Milk them in the evening blues. This old walleye jersey ain't worth the cut that she chews. I work hard all day bringing in my crops. Then I have to milk you. You won't give nine drops. I got to milk them in the morning, feed them. Milk them in the evening blues. I got to milk them in the morning, feed them. Milk them in the evening blues. I don't know why I don't sell you. Except look at the money I'd lose. You put your foot in the bucket, kick over the stool. I swear I'm gonna swap you for a blue nosed mule. I got to milk them in the morning, feed them. Milk them in the evening blues. I got to milk them in the morning, feed them. Milk them in the evening blues. Now, look at here, old heifer. I'm really gonna tell you some news. Even though I said you wouldn't give nine squirts, <laughs> bless your old heart, I love you so much it hurts. I got to milk them in the morning, feed them. Milk them in the evening blues. Milk them in the evening blues. Milk them in the evening blues. Took a lot of pull to get this job. <laughs> Tennessee Ernie Ford. You got to say his name deep. Tennessee Ernie Ford, and that's a song about cows today. It's it's Pandora's lunch cow box. It's Pan. It's uh, Bessie's lunch box. That's what it is. This is WCBN, a show about food. In this case, about not food. That's right. Yes, cows. No food. Food not. It's not food. It's cows. Now, I'd like to take a moment to play a little bit of cow music here and uh that that tune again the theme song of all cows around the country i got a couple of traditional chinese nursery rhymes about cows and those cows of you out there who are on the run maybe this will soothe you and if you've got some calves there and they're kind of restless this might make you feel just a little better there's a cow on the mountain there's a cow on the mountain the old saying goes on her legs are four feet on her feet are eight toes her tail is behind on the end of her back and her head is in front on the end of her neck. Now, isn't that nice? That's a traditional Chinese nursery rhyme. I got that from www.newton.mec.edu. Here's another one. This is called Little Cow, another traditional Chinese nursery rhyme. Little Cow. This little cow eats grass. This little cow eats hay. This little cow drinks water. This little cow runs away. This little cow does nothing except lie down all day. Will whip her? Oh, my. It, sa- it says, we'll whip her. That's not good. I'm really sorry, cows out there. You know, that's not the intention at all. I was hoping to give you something positive to think about. Well, that maybe that'll just spur you on further, just to run away. This is a show, Pandora's Lunchbox, today we're dedicating the show to the cows that got away. And here's a little story about cows that got away. Now, this is the middle of a story from an album called A Journey to San Francisco with the Glups by Jim Cop and Ed Brown. This is the story about the Chicago stockyards and a cow that got away. On a gray afternoon, still sad over losing Bossy Cow, 
The Gluck family arrived in Chicago. Isn't it San Francisco? Said Mrs. Gluck. No, it's Chicago, the largest city in the Midwest. Said Mr. Gluck. See the tall buildings. Said Glue. Let's visit the stockyards. What are stockyards, Papa? Stockyards are where the animals go to be slaughtered, so we can eat them. Maybe it'll take our minds off losing Bossy Cow. They drove there. It was a busy place. First, they came to the hog section. Hundreds of hogs standing in line were riding an endless belt into a building. As they reached the doorway, a slicer dropped and chopped off their heads. said Glue. But think what nice meat they'll make. Next, they came to the sheep section. Hundreds of sheep standing in line were riding an endless belt into a building. As they reached the doorway, a slicer dropped and chopped off their heads. Oh, my heavens! Oh, I think it's very gruesome, said Glue. But think what fine mutton stew they'll make and overcoats. Next, they came to the cow section. I can't bear this, said Mrs. Gluck. Make me think of bossy cow. Look, that cow just coming to the slicer looks like bossy. Why, it is bossy cow. Oh, what'll we do? Bossy cow. Blue ran from the car. On the outside of the building was an on-off switch. Jumping up, he pulled it. And the endless belt stopped moving. Hurry, bossy cow! Bossy cow jumped to the ground. Hurry, bossy, Hurry, bossy cow! Into the car. A man came running toward them, waving a stick. Where are you taking that cow? I'm going to call the police. Oh dear! Oh, what do we do? Lots of trouble," said the policeman. "This is our cow. No, it's not. I found her yesterday wandering around Indiana, so she's my cow. Finders, keepers, losers, weepers. Hold on said the policeman. We'll let the car herself decide. Oh, dear. They stood watching. Bossy Cow started toward the gluts, hesitated. Bossy Cow. And went over to the man. See, I told you. Gave him a kick. And climbed into the car with the gluts. And they continued on their way. We're off to San Francisco. Now what do you think of that? We've never been there before. We don't even know where we are. Sad to state, if we are late, we won't receive a dime. We're off to San Francisco. Now, what do you think of that? We've never been there before, and we don't even know where it's at. I'll buy me a box of tattoos. I'll buy me a bowler hat. We might even choose to buy us a rooster. What do you think of that? Well, what do you think of that? I think that's just swell. I think that's fine. Jim Cobb and Ed Brown, and the story of Bessie Cow. And the Chicago stockyards and the cow that got away. Well, that's a happier story, I think. Well, at least the part about the cow getting away is happier. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, and today's show is dedicated to cows that got away. Usually this is a show about food, but this is a show about non-food. And I'm going to read you something that makes me very happy. Oh, cow music. Hold on. Okay, this is something I looked up here on the Inter- uh, um, hello. This is something I looked up here on the Ontario Country Guide. 
This is Magazine Machinery News. This is uh, from www.agcanada.com. And they've got some really nice uh, items here. They've got the Automax, which pushes forage har- harvester limits. They've got the Bale Buster, which dices wet or dry bales. They've got the Case IH, which greases a guarantee. What? Uh, they've got the co- Conveyor Wand, which vacuums the bin floor. And this got my attention. Electric brush makes cows happy. That's right. I'll say that again. Electric brush makes cows happy. Here's what it's all about. Happy Cow Computer-Operated Cow Brush cleans hair, removes parasites, and gives your cows a scratch. The brush starts rolling when the cow pushes against it. Happy Cow runs for 60 seconds and does not start up until the cow releases and pushes again. If the cow leans too hard and overloads the motor or somehow gets tangled in the brush, the spinning stops, pauses, then reverses direction. The brush consists of 60 plates, and each plate can be replaced separately as it wears down. Happy Cow is simple to install and uses 110-volt power. The catalog price is $3,395. That's right. The Happy Cow is just $3,395. Now, that's Canadian, actually, so right now with the exchange rate, this could be a good deal. And and you can get that from the St. George Company in Paris, Ontario. This is on, I'll look this up on agcanada.com. Okay, we got a call, actually, here at Pandora's Lunchbox from somebody who wanted to tell me about a cow named Joseph. And this this cow is owned by Farmer Don Quarney of Granora, North Dakota. This cow was going to be butchered for the family reunion. It was actually a five-year family reunion, but the family went to Norway instead, and the cow got a reprieve. Now Joseph says the farmer follows me around like a dog. Comes when I call. It's a great story. So this this is for you, Joseph. This song is for you and all the other cows on the run. Give me land, lots of land under starry skies above. Don't fence me in. Let me ride through the wide open country that I love. Don't fence me in. Let me be by myself in the evening breeze. Listen to the murmur of the cottonwood trees. Send me off forever, but I ask you, please, don't fence me in, just turn me loose. Let me straddle my old saddle underneath the western sky. On my cayuse, let me wander over yonder till I see the mountains rise. I want to ride to the ridge where the west commences. Gaze at the moon till I lose my senses Can't look at hobbles and I can't stand fences Don't fence me in
turn me loose Let me straddle my old saddle Underneath the western skies On my cayuse Let me wander over yonder Till I see the mountains rise I want to ride to the ridge Where the west commences Gaze at the moon Till I lose my senses Can't look at hobbles And I can't stand fences Don't fence me in Well, we're just about coming to the end of Pandora's Lunchbox, today's show about cows and about food that is not. But one thing we'd like to do is give you a little language lesson here. We would like to teach you the word cow in several different languages. First of all, the word cow in Chinese. Niu. That word again. <laughs> Niu. Our beef is Niu Yu. Okay, got that. Should we do it one more time just so they get it, if you would? The word for cow in Chinese. New. And I'm sorry, I should say, um, is that Mandarin or Cantonese? I should be more specific. Uh, very bad Mandarin, yes. So that's how to say cow in very bad Mandarin. Now we'd like to take a moment to say cow in Russian. First, singular. Karova. And once again, the word cow in Russian, singular. Karova. And now the word cow in Russian, plural. Karovy. Once more, the word Russian. The word Russian. Hello, I, I'm... Yeah. And now here's the word cow in Russian, plural. Karovy. And that's been our language lesson for today. We'd like to end the show with something that has nothing to do with anything in the last half hour, except that it is about food. And the lesson here is cows are good, people are bad. And this is a song from, oh my goodness, you know, when you're ready, you're ready. Now, this is music from Kenya, actually. This is a story about why you should be wary of all humans. This is a song by Daniel Owino Misiani and Shirati Band. And this is called Wuro Monono, Greed is Useless. And you hear, first of all, the rapping on the door. Can't you hear him knocking? Quick, hide the food in the cupboard or under the bed. This person only visits at mealtimes to get free food, but never reciprocates by inviting them over. What makes you think that this is your daily stopover for food? Get lost. Not you. Stay around. Hear this cautionary tale about why you shouldn't trust humans and should only trust cows. Thank you for tuning in.